0: Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel Q&A. My name's Doug. So the next sequel that we're going to be reviewing is Dorm Days 2. I'm a huge fan of the Dorm Days movies. The first one, the second one, heck, even the third one that they didn't even call Dorm Days, but it's called Transylvania. I love those movies because they were exactly what you knew you were watching. It was going to be an hour and a half Hour 45, you're going to escape, you're going to laugh, they're going to have all the tropes of comedies, and then all the great people of that era that were in those teen college-driven comedies. And I was lucky enough to interview one of my favorites in the movies and somebody that I grew up watching on TV for so many years, and that's actress Jennifer Lyons. Jennifer, I remember just being a kid. She was only on a few Married with Children episodes, but I remember her so much from that, and Can't Hardly Wait, she was on. The Dorm Days movies, we talked about her uncle. I'm not going to say who it is, but he was a big person on the Dukes of Hazard. And we talked about what she was doing, because when we talked last June, she was actually supposed to be getting married. So instead of marrying her fiancé at the time, she had to talk to me, which uh, I think she had a good time. It was a great chat. We talked about some of the charity work that, work that she kind of transitioned to. Uh, But she misses acting, which is so great because she's so quirky. She's so much fun and just absolutely genuine. So I'm going to shut my trap. But before I start the interview, please subscribe wherever you're listening. Subscribe, rate us five stars if you'd be so kind and follow us on all social media at sequels only. Now it's time for actress Jennifer Lyons. How you doing?
1: (laughs) Hi. Let's not look at myself now. There we go.
0: You're like, you just got off like a a photo shoot. Your hair's like wavy and like...
1: Oh my God, I was playing a uh, cor- uh, cornhole and then I went, oh my God, I my my phone is over there. I didn't realize the time. It's so sunny in our backyard. It's nice. That I, I, yeah, it is. It is nice. <laughs> but I didn't realize how late it was.
0: Oh, it's cool. Don't worry about it. But no, I, I appreciate you taking the time. So what I like doing with these things is like finding out how people got started and then talking about some awesome things that you've done over the years. Okay. First, where did you grow up?
1: Um, I'm from Pasadena,
0: California.
1: Yeah, I'm a LA girl. And yeah, never went really far from here, did I?
0: No, no. no. (laughs) Well, you're right in the thick of it. So that's good. So when did you think about getting into acting? Like at what age are you like watching TV? And you're like, I want to do that.
1: So... Uh, I was a dancer and I tore my knee. So I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, the jock who tears his knee. Right. So, um, I tore my right knee and I was supposed to be at uh, Cal arts. I actually had a scholarship to Cal arts for choreography and I couldn't go. And I was on crutches my first year of college. So I ended up going to PCC Pasadena city college and I missed being on stage as a dancer. And so, um, that's, that's what happened. I, I auditioned for my first play there. It was a musical and um, it was a funny thing happened on the way to the forum and they gave me the lead ingenue, <laughs> and I was scared to death. I was like, I can't do this. I actually went to the director and I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I, I can dance, but I'm not good. I can't sing and I, I can't act, you know, talk in front of all these people. And they made me do it. And uh, that's when I discovered that I was kind of funny, I guess, and quirky, <laughs> and uh, um, and so that's that's how it began. And then I did a bunch of roles in college. I, I had taken acting with my uncle, who is um, Roscoe on the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah,
0: which is so cool. When I saw that, that's awesome.
1: Uh, so um, so I had studied with him, and and so I I'd had some experience. But mostly, I was a dancer, and I was really comfortable on stage as a dancer, but not comfortable speaking. I always had a very high voice. So that was, it was, you know, and I got made fun of for it. So that was like the worst, you know?
0: So what, what changed from there? So you're doing the, the roles in college, like how did, did somebody say, Hey, you should try out for this? Or did somebody approach you?
1: It's actually pretty incredible how it happened. So I did a play with my uncle. That's what happened. We came out, he came out from at the time Florida and did a show called Hellbent for good times. And there was a manager in the audience. And afterwards he's like, I'd like to manage you.
0: And oh, then
1: my first, one of my first auditions was actually a dance job. And I got that. It's so long and complicated, but I got a uh, dance agent who then sent me, to the theatrical agent one day she said the theatrical agent wants to talk to you and it was Dorothy DeOtis and she said hey um can you go in for a tv show it's like five lines California dreams oh sweet and you'd play a ballerina and I was like cool yeah and I booked it I booked my first tv audition and I got three episodes and I know people I, I just was so lucky and it was it was amazing and it was so funny because i'd always tell people oh i'm not an actor i'm a dancer you know i (laughs) I did that for like probably like two or three years and i think one of my second auditions so so then dorothy Dayotis represented me and she i was already in my 20s but i was playing like 15
0: yeah well you look a lot younger because now you still look pretty much the same as you did on all those Um,
1: ah, thank you (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah the the, our family's a little bit like that so (laughs) The coolest thing was I went into Rick Milliken casting um, one of my first TV auditions after California Dreams and it was for X-Files and I have to say I think I failed miserably at that audition. (laughs) It was this really dark character and then you've got me and I was like really high voice and perky and it just you know so I mean I've I've clearly studied more now and I can do the dark roles but he said you know what he's like Jen can you come back tomorrow I have a role that you're perfect for. And I came back the next day and it was married with children. Oh, awesome. I booked one episode and then they called me back a year later and said, we want to call you in again. And then I did two more episodes of that. So it just, it just happened really fast. You know, you had
0: some epic things on that show because you got to punch bud and you called Marcy <laughs> a chicken, right?
1: I think I said really bad things to her. I think I told her to shut the cluck up or something. Yeah, shut the <laughs> cluck up. Yeah. I I don't know. I said horrible things. I did that, you know, it's so funny. And it was the end of that show. And yeah. And it was just sort of mayhem and everyone was so nice and so fun.
0: What was it like that being, I've talked to a lot of people that are on shows that are like towards the end. Like I talked to a guy that was uh he had a really small role on like the last episode of Friends. And he said yeah. it was kind of weird because you got to think 10 years in, everybody knows each other really well, and you're like the the person coming in. How is it working with all of them? Because they're they're legend.
1: Oh, I know. And and you can imagine in high school, I was like, oh my God. I, I, I was watching them or yeah. uh, sorry, junior high, I guess. I was watching Red with Children. And like the first day on set, it, I was in the first scene up. And right after the table read, they do a table read, and I met everybody. I didn't even know I was sitting next to Christina Applegate because her oh. hair was short and a different color and because she wore a wig. Oh, wow. And it's so funny. I was like, oh, somebody's reading for her today. Like it's so funny. But anyway, first scene up, I walk on the set, sitting on the couch, the dog sitting there. I mean, talk about – I felt like I was on acid or something. It was like such a trip. And, you know, and I'm talking to Bud Bundy, and then I have to, like, make out with Bud Bundy within the first two minutes, on you know, rehearsing. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. And you have to remember, I'd only done one other TV show. So, oh, my gosh. But everyone was really, really nice. You know, I mean, that's not always true, for sure. But so nice. Uh, And I can't remember her name, but the lady that played Marcy was the director of one episode. Oh, cool. And I think it was Jerry Cohen was the – two other episodes and then I was told the second time, which really, really was nice, is that Ed O'Neill liked me a lot and that's why I was back.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: And he was very fatherly with me. I remember my car engine like blew up on the way to work one day and (laughs) and I was a nervous wreck and he was just so supportive. And every time I came off stage he would sort of give me the thumbs up and he taught me how to hold for a laugh. That was cool.
0: That's awesome. You
1: know, I had a lot of on the job training and 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 he there's a few people I've worked with that I could say were just jewels in the industry, you know. And he he was very sweet.
0: Yeah. That's great you had somebody early on that looked out for you. Like you said there's some people, not naming names, but there's some people that would be like, "All right, kid, just just get it right and I'm going to call me I'm in my trailer." But that's cool that he yeah. was like that cuz he seems like that kind of guy. So when you look at his career yeah. and then just think the two shows he was on were like monstrous. And I'm sure he's going to do another show and be just as great.
1: Oh, he's he's amazing. He's such an amazing talent. But so down to earth. I mean, that's what I remember. It's like you meet these heavy hitters and these movie stars. You know, and you're like, they're just like so normal. They're, and you see that so often. People that are really, really famous are often the most down to earth. You know? That's good. Sometimes it's the people climbing the way up that are so cocky.
0: <laughs> no, that's probably true. Yeah. And then right around that time. So obviously IMDb, like, cause when things are filmed and everything, but you did your first movie, Tiger Heart. And that <laughs> was a pretty big role.
1: Yeah. I think that was, sorry. I literally am so embarrassed. I'm like out of the pool looking right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tiger Heart was, I'm trying to remember, I think I think Tiger heart was between California dreams and married with children. And that was, I, I walked in there and I like, I remember I auditioned for another film they did called like magic kid. And I was so upset. Cause I got called back and I didn't get, it was TJ Roberts who is still my friend. And, um and I was sad. And then they called me in and I, and I got the lead in that. And that was my first movie ever. And I just sort of got thrown into it all. And I, I don't think I really knew what I was doing, but uh, I faked it, I guess.
0: Well, you had to fake it till you make it, and then that's pretty cool that you're able to do that and land all these roles along the way. Yeah. And then after that, you were on like pretty much like every hit show. You had a guest spot on like Step by Step, The Bizarro, Married with Children, Unhappily Ever After. So you were yeah. like always working from that point. What point in your career? Because I know you're still. Were you still a dancer at this point in like 98? Were you still saying you're a dancer?
1: I, <laughs> yeah, I think I still, I still do. I still tell people, I'm like, oh no, I'm a, definitely a dancer first. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just a thing with, you know, I know, I, I read that Goldie Hahn says the same thing. It's just this thing where you feel like it's very secondary to who you are. I, I don't know why, but what did you ask me?
0: <laughs> no, no. What I was saying was what point in your career, like, was there a particular movie you did when you're like, all right, this is going to be something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Did you ever feel that that like on a movie or?
1: Yeah. You know, there were two shows where I really felt like I had like really awesome momentum and I had to sort of pinch myself. One of them was I I literally was in half of a trailer, like shared a trailer with John Ritter. Oh, Cool. I was again like, are you joking? Like, I played Chrissy as a little girl with my friends. I was always Chrissy, you know? And I was like, oh my god, I think I'm an actor now, you know? (laughs) And I played his girlfriend on a show called Tucker that I think I did three episodes. It might have been four, but it was a pilot and it didn't last. And, you know, there's so many of those things that were so magical and amazing for me and, you know, they didn't see the light of day, but It doesn't bother me because I had those experiences. Oh yeah. Um, And the other show was action with Jay Moore and Ileana Douglas and Buddy Hackett and Buddy Hackett was so cute. And he'd be like, can an old man walk you to your car? And he would like walk me in my car at night. Really? (laughs) And and he'd be like, give me a little peck on the cheek. It was never weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I interviewed his son a couple months ago and he was very, uh, really cool he's like a historian for his dad's career he oh does a God. really good impression of his dad but uh <laughs> yeah it was pretty cool he would like go into it i'd be asking him really about him he loved talking about his dad which is really cool like if my dad was buddy hackett or somebody of that nature i'm sure i'd be talking about him a lot but he would just go yeah. into the voice in mid conversation um, but it was pretty cool that's cool that you got to work with him jay Mars is really cool too i mean i grew up in new jersey i live here now he grew up like not too far from me
1: oh he's a character he he was so much he was he was like the guy that keeps you on your toes like you don't know what the heck he's gonna say next and you have to react and (laughs) but action was like really really exciting um it was such a good show it was like entourage pre-entourage it just was on the wrong network it should have been on hbo and but, you know, I was sort of in the beginning, the opening credits, and that's when I really was like, oh my gosh, this is really, like, happening, and and um, it was a really exciting time, you know? I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, and then even, you got to think, even some of the roles that might look smaller, but I remember you and Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. That is such an epic movie, and that's that's something I remember you in that, Married with Children, and obviously a lot of the other movies we'll talk about, but that is one thing I'll always remember you in.
1: Thank you. You're so sweet. I have to tell you, the original Can't Hardly Wait, before they edited it to PG, was the funniest. I mean, it was already funny, but you can't imagine. It was so funny. My friend, uh, Jennifer Cox, who played Jan Brady um, in the the Brady Bunch movie, she was this character-crying drunk girl, and... You see her for a split second in the movie. They kept her in. It was the funniest role I may have seen in any movie ever. Oh. And they had subtitles. Every time she'd go into a scene, they had subtitles of her hitting on a guy. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know. She was, like, drunk and on drugs, and so they had to cut all that because it what? was TV. Yeah, so so anyway, I, I always wish they came out with the, a director's cut that in, that had all of it you what know?
0: else was something they took out was there anything else that was like too it was anything drug related probably
1: um yeah they did have a you know i don't know if i should out all that you know no, they definitely had people you know like a girl touching a banana and like <laughs> you know it felt you know you know what i'm saying it's like she was on something and you never know in the pg version what's in the refrigerator because everyone opens the refrigerator and you know I don't even think I should say it.
0: Oh my God.
1: It was a a device that pleasures women. And and there was just, there was so much ridiculously funny stuff. And, you know, I was was just bummed that they didn't get to leave that in.
0: How does that feel like when you, so you saw it like as like everyone's together and they're like, hey, this is the film. And then when you saw it, like in the movies, it was all cut.
1: Yeah, I had, talked to jennifer cox and she had told me and another friend of mine was in the scene with a girl on i think it was like ecstasy and and um so her scene was cut so yeah i think they got they got calls or whatever
0: and that's kind of things so but maybe they should do a director's cut why not people nowadays would yeah. like clamor for any like blu-ray that comes out so that would be pretty cool if they had that yeah
1: yeah you know i've been cut from commercials plenty oh my god oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, it happens.
0: But you still get like the same amount of money, right? And then just afterward you're just not in it.
1: No, yeah, no, you don't get residuals if you're not in oh, it.
0: Oh, that's true. Let's
1: look, look at my song. What am I doing? Oh my god, sorry. I I was gonna get all cute and everything. Ugh.
0: Don't you worry about it. <laughs> I have all my <laughs> grace coming in. So
1: uh Oh okay. gosh.
0: So one movie that I think is your first time doing like horror was uh Jack Frost 2.
1: Oh, gosh, that's funny. Yeah, and I I worked with Paul Kim, and then we worked again in uh, all the Dorm Days movies together. Well, I was blind half of that shoot because they they had the tongs over my eyes because I get killed by Jack Frost putting barbecue tongs in my eyeballs. (laughs) And so that was quite an experience because I was blind for about three hours at least. Maybe more because they had to do the prosthetics. And then I sat around set, and I had to have a guide. <laughs> it was fun, though. I mean, it's such—I mean, it's such a silly movie, but it was fun.
0: No, they are funny, and the guy who does the voice is kind of funny, and it's just that it's so ridiculous. But I think that's what makes it good because yeah. it's not over the top and unbelievable. But so here's a really awesome movie. You kind of just messi- mentioned it, but Dorm Days. No, so that yeah. era of movies, like. I don't know if you'd say like can't hardly wait was the beginning of those, but like American pie, like all those movies oh, yeah. that came out were so great. And dorm days is one of them. What was that like that experience being like in a National Lampoon's movie?
1: So sorry. They locked me out of the house. <laughs> Just trying to get in the house. I'm locked out. Okay. Dorm days I'm trying to remember the, so the first one, cause we did three, you know, the third one is called Transylmania. They didn't use dorm days. But oh, okay. I, the, for, oh, the, well, God. The first one, I was going through a breakup, and I just remember, like, this is the life of an actor. And this is this is when you say, you know, I, I'm doing this silly movie. I'm playing this silly part. You know, I'm not going to get any accolades for this. But I was seriously acting my best because <laughs> I was going through a breakup, and I was crying all the way to work and crying all the way home, and in the middle, like being as funny as I could be and chipper and perky and fun. And that's that—that's my recollection of that movie. I, I enjoyed my uh, friendship with uh, Danielle Fishel and I became pretty close friends on that movie. And some of those kids went on, kids, we were all older. but <laughs> We went on to do uh, two more of them and, and they became like a family to me. I love so many of those guys and girls. Yeah,
0: yeah. I watched the second one last night because we talk like mostly sequels, and you were in, obviously Jack Frost too. And then Dorm Days. So me and my buddy rewatched the movies and like talk about them. And watching it last night, it was so cool. But you know what the funny thing was? Because like I mentioned, like American Pie, like those movies, and these, and Dorm Days, and like Sex Drive, like all those movies in that in that genre, like for a good like ten years. Yeah. But it was funny in this movie seeing like. The guy, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Sherman from, Shermanator from- Oh, Nashua. the
1: Shermanator, Chris.
0: Yeah. So Chris. in this movie, he's like the ladies' man.
1: Oh, I know. I love that. I love that they went against type. And I, I love that they did that. It was cool. Patrick Reno is really funny too.
0: Yeah, James Bello in the second oh, yeah. one plays like a pirate. <laughs> he like sneaks onto the ship. But, uh, no, there's some cool people in that. And the, I think the craziest thing about the second one, I think it's cool when they let people play these, like, silly roles in, like, these comedies, but was uh, Mr. Sheffield from The Nanny. Plays, like, yeah. that over-the-top, like, history teacher, and he's trying to, like, sell the diamond or whatever throughout the movie. That was so yeah. cool.
1: Well, yeah, you know, and I know some people don't get those movies, and they're, but I have to tell you, like, I grew up watching all, you know, oh, the yeah. Steve Martin movies. I just watched all of me the other day with Lily Tomlin and Steve Martin and yeah. everything was so over the top and I just love it. And to this day, I still love Jim Carrey. I love, I I love Pratt Falls and spit takes and, you know, and it's not for everybody, but I love that you had people like that. I'm sure he was probably a Shakespearean trained actor. I don't know. Oh, but yeah. But comedy's hard, and and um, it's cool when people don't take themselves so seriously, and they just know that they're making something that's a lot of fun, you know. And my my uh, grandparents were vaudevillians, so.
0: Yeah, I read that too. That's pretty cool.
1: I, I get a lot of my sense of humor from them.
0: <laughs> that's cool. Uh, did you know them a lot? Were they around for a while when you were growing up?
1: Uh, they were around until um, I was a teenager.
0: They probably would have been super impressed to be able to see like that their granddaughter went on. Did your parents do anything like that or acting or?
1: Yeah. My, my mom's whole family. So my mom's sister and her two brothers were child actors. And then my aunt is a musical theater actress. Now she's amazing. Um, My mom was a school teacher and a principal though. And my dad is, was, was my, my father passed away, but he was a flamenco guitarist.
0: Oh my God. So. So talent all around. What shows were they child stars on?
1: So I shouldn't say starred. <laughs> That's probably a big word, but uh, but no, my my uncle Johnny was. Oh, I'm so bad at this, but like Gunsmoke and. Oh okay. I mean, he's he's seventy. Oh, he was in the Danny Kaye movie um, Mary Andrew. He's like seventy-four or something now. He was the token redhead, like you know, he was just he was in tons of TV shows at that time, and then. I think my, my aunt was leave it to beaver's girlfriend. Really? on the Leave it to beaver show. Yeah. And then my uncle Barry, I don't know. He, I don't know what exactly he did, but he did a little bit of work. Yeah. That's
0: cool. You have it in your family. You see with athletes, you see with so many people, there's something that you have. And then obviously you have to learn and like step up to the plate, like when that time comes, but. It's really yeah. cool to have that background in doing that.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I, you know, I was just born into a creative family and I don't know. There's other sides of me that I wish that I could have explored. And I've, I've actually been exploring that um, in the last couple of years. But, but it's, it was really, you know, a lot of that stuff was just, it, it couldn't have been more fun. I felt um, blessed and spoiled to be able to make a living doing it.
0: No, that's cool. I usually ask this at the end, but this is like the perfect time. So, what were the other <laughs> things that you wanted to do? I always ask people like, "Hey, if you weren't an actor, like what? Yeah, what, what was the other thing? Obviously, dancing, but what was the other thing that you wanted to explore?"
1: Well, probably two things. I have this strange fascination. Uh, I was always really good at science in the school, and I always think in a past life I was probably like a doctor or something. I always took care of the family like animals and. Was it's the oddest thing, but I was never squeamish, and and then I was a I was really into ceramics, you know, and sculpting, and so I have this strange fascination. Like I wish I could have been a plastic surgeon.
0: <laughs> oh, combine both of that—that's good.
1: So so yeah, that's one. But the other one that, that I'm not exploring at the moment. But I just I got to a point in my life where I just really wanted to do good in this world. And I, I just felt like I needed to do more. And so, yeah, I actually am a manager at a company called the charity angels and we fundraise for about like 35 companies a year. That's awesome. Um, Some of it is like for children with like holes in their hearts and, uh, heart foundations and animals and all sorts of stuff. And it, that's actually been something really close to my heart because you do get to a point in your life where you're like, what am I, what, impact am I really making on this world you know
0: and you did something about it now that's true I think a lot of people do that and they always say like oh what 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 should I do but you did it so that's pretty cool so what kind of company do companies seek you out or do you reach out to them
1: no no it's actually they will they seek out that company the company's been oh, around cool. for 16 years oh so um, you- I started with them three years ago it's it was again something that I could do that I didn't feel like I was working. I just felt really good. I'd come home after a ten hour day. Yeah, you know, and I'm spoiled as an entertainer. Like I'll go and work for two hours. I do live entertainment too. I, I I didn't talk about that, but um, you know, I work for two hours, three hours, you know, and and then so all of a sudden I have this ten hour job that I'm uh, slaving over. But I come home and I just feel so proud of myself, and that, that's a really good feeling.
0: That's cool. What well, what what's the live entertainment that you do?
1: friend of mine has a company and we, <laughs> you know, I, I did a lot of, I'm sure you've seen like pinup stuff, pinup work. I got into, Oh yeah. I
0: saw that in your thing. It said like lingerie or,
1: yeah, I mean, it was just a side job forever, but yeah, we just started, we started doing a lot of live events and I, I missed performing live. I could never really do plays because I, cause I was trying to audition for TV shows and all these things. So So yeah, we put together like dance. So I'm dancing again. The dance numbers. They're often Vegas showgirls um, with the big feathers and really dramatic stuff. 1920s can-can dancers. You know, pin-up models. It's just fun. It's good. And and you know, I have to say briefly that I really really enjoyed the energy of the audience when I would do three camera sitcom. And when things changed from three camera sitcom, all of a sudden the energy felt like it was missing for me. And I really got a lot out of that. Um, I think that was part of my love of it from the beginning, being on stage and feeling the energy from an audience. So it's been nice to do that, to to actually have an audience, you know?
0: Yeah, because then you can like feel, you know, the energy from them so that no shows that you've done lately does a live audience anymore?
1: No, oh. I haven't done. I haven't done live audience since I can't even remember.
0: I can't even tell you off the top of my head, like a show that still obviously right now they're not, but even yeah. in the last few years, because you had to think even the hit shows like modern family, obviously isn't in front of a live audience. Goldberg's like all those shows seem like they're not on those sets.
1: Yeah. They're single camera. No, honestly, I think the last live audience show I did was a 70s show, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And I remember it was uh, Malcolm in the Middle that was one of the first real sitcoms to do single camera. Oh, yeah. And it it all shifted after that was such a hit, you know? So, I mean, it's great. I I, You know, I, I think people... I don't, the audience has got more, uh, I don't know, they're just a little more of a sophisticated audience now. And I think the three cameras sitcom sometimes seems dated. I still like it.
0: I watched that Robin Williams documentary like probably like a year or two ago, but that was like must-see TV like out in LA. Like getting a ticket yeah. to Mork and Mindy was like the greatest thing because he would do like stand-up. He would break uh... the scene and like, Cause he was partying hard like from the night before still partying <laughs> hard but it was like that crazy thing I've I've interviewed people that were on Frasier it was like a great thing yeah. because in the morning you like do the table read get ready and then you bring the audience and uh you yeah know, just that energy that comes from it you could see it and the timing of like you said Ed O'Neill teaching how to hold for a laugh
1: yeah it was it was a the energy is amazing. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I'm sure rock stars feel that boy. But um, on a smaller level, I think, you know, as an actor on a stage, you feel that energy. And that's sort of what I, I'd like to pursue now that I, I would be able to is, is actually doing live, like a play or a musical. Yeah. I've been studying singing. That's my... <laughs>
0: You're singing now, too?
1: I'm trying. Yeah, that's I'm cool. trying
0: what's the theater scene out uh in LA like I mean I'm closer to New York so it's like obviously big
1: oh no it's terrible
0: (laughs) really
1: (laughs) yeah LA theater we've got like the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion and the Amundsen um and then we have little theaters but it's it's yeah I mean people can't really make a living I don't think doing it here but uh, it it still happens but a lot of little tiny theaters
0: yeah So one thing I thought was pretty cool, because you brought up your uncle before, you worked with him in a couple things, right?
1: Yeah, I did.
0: But I saw he was in, like, what was it? Return of the Killer Shrews.
1: (laughs) So um, I can't remember what year. I think it was the early 50s. He did Attack of the Killer Shrews, which is known as one of the worst movies ever made. (laughs) And he was the lead in it. And, you know, he was funny. He was an incredible actor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, incredible Hundreds of films because he was a studio player, and he decided to write this script with this friend, Steve Latshaw. Oh wow! And do Return of the Killer Shoes and play the same character, and it was just a it was like a passion project, and um, and they were so funny because they they were like they're like we don't want you to play the obvious dumb blonde, you know, we want you to play the serious like camera girl, and it was <laughs> funny, it, you know, they were <laughs> he was always involving me. It was really nice. He I loved my uncle very much.
0: That's yeah. really cool that you were able to, you know, he, you know, knowing who he was and what he did. It's funny when you read anything about him. Like I know who he is and then I like just looked him up before I was chatting with you and it was like yeah. just how great of the roles he was in over the years. And they list like yeah. Dukes of Hazard, that's like his most that's what he's known for by like I wide know. scale, but that was like it says like that role was beneath him. Which is kind of true because (laughs) it's not like the roles that he would usually play.
1: Yeah, I mean, it goes back to is comedy and really like slapstick, silly comedy, you know, is that not sophisticated? I mean, I guess some people say it's not sophisticated, but actually it's very hard. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I always, I have a hard time with the way people treat comedy and comedians and comedy films that just kind of get you know uh ignored by 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 like you know the oscars and the grant uh sorry emmys but um no he was incredible and he played the bad guy the heavy and tons of stuff and in westerns and he was he was great 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 coach too
0: yeah no, that's great to have a resource like that. Like when you're like just learning, it's so new to you and you have somebody to reach out to. I think you're right. When it comes to like comedy films, they never get a fair shake. Like people, like we just covered Weekend at Bernie's a few weeks ago. I interviewed a girl. Oh, yeah. the <laughs> second one? Yeah. So the second ones are ridiculous. I interviewed the uh, the main girl, Troy Beyer. And I watched yeah. like a Siskel and Ebert like review of it. And they're like yeah. talking about it like it should have been like, Godfather and I'm like, how <laughs> many dead guy? Like, and you know what's really cool that I'm mentioning that right now? Because there's a scene like that in dorm days too yeah. when he gets knocked out and the two guys, the two like main yeah. guys, see yeah. Mr. Sheffield knock out, and they're like, You think of what I'm thinking? And they do like a full like <laughs> and Bernie's montage.
1: Montage.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know, they paid homage to that film. And and that's you know, sometimes it's so funny because I keep, I keep telling my fiance, I keep saying, can we watch some fluff? We've been watching like really heavy shows and, yeah. you know, Outlander and devs and all this. And I'm like, can we just watch some fluff? I just, yeah. sometimes you just want something that's funny and easy to watch. And, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't need to watch the Godfather every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just need to relax. But no, like that, a movie like that, like that really get made nowadays, like a. Weekend at Bernie's just the premise like I would love to have been in that room when they <laughs> pitched that like this guy Terry Kaiser you're gonna be this dead guy for most of the movie and then the second movie you're gonna dance when music plays so it's pretty ridiculous
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> I, we were watching Back to the Future the other night
0: oh, nice. and
1: there's a scene in there that they would could never put in anything now and I just it's amazing how times change so fast
0: no I know so Jennifer, this has been awesome. So what are some yeah. of the things, like on your IMDb, you have yeah. some projects that are coming up?
1: No, you know, the last thing I've done, I did a series and then I did a show with uh, Pure Flix after that. I've been oh, okay. working with them a lot. It's a Christian, um, they have a Christ- Christian streaming platform. Oh, cool. And I just became friends with them. I did, what was it called? Holy Man Undercover. And
0: Oh, I saw that on here, yeah.
1: Yeah, so i worked with them four times, and I sort of – I don't know. I've sort of taken a break um, and was doing the charity stuff. Yeah. But I'll be back. I just – I needed a little time out. It gets a little bit um, – you can imagine.
0: Oh, the dry. <laughs> I-
1: exhausting.
0: Like when it's pilot season, yeah. I talked to some guy and he was like, sorry, Doug, I had no audition. And he actually did the interview from like yeah. a parking lot. Like he asked some valet if he could use his <laughs> chair. It was pretty funny, oh but no, but that's how it's, that's how it is. It's such a grind to like, like you said you got on that pilot with John yeah. Ritter, and then it doesn't get picked up. There's so many pilots. I was yeah. talking to somebody about this and I was like, man, wouldn't it be really cool? Obviously like there's so many legal and like paperwork right now, obviously, yeah. they're not going to film anything. So, like, the fall is going to be, like, really weird on TV. It'd be really cool if they I went to like, the vault and grabbed, like, these pilots that just never saw the light of day.
1: That That's actually a brilliant idea.
0: But they won't do it.
1: Because well, yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you they probably know fight. more people than I do for that. But, no, I just think it would be really cool. But I feel like some shows, like, if somebody got picked up, they might be in something else now or – so yeah. there be some money involved, yeah. I'm sure.
1: Oh, there's so many pilots that are so much better than so many shows on TV. But the problem is, is it sort of has to be appealed to middle America and all this stuff. And um, yeah, but you know, I like—I I was supposed to get married this week. Oh really? Oh my god! I was supposed to have a wedding this week in Hawaii, and uh, yeah, so things are just all over the place. But we uh, we've just been sort of settled. I've been nesting. Yeah, <laughs> I've been nesting in my new home, and nice. But yeah, I I tell you, I, I miss working. I actually, I really do. I wouldn't have said that a year ago.
0: <laughs> oh, look <at> that! See, <laughs> I do. Well, but once this is over, you know, like especially nowadays, it seems like just even in the last 6 months there's so many new like streaming platforms and yeah. networks and there's like so many ways to get films out there so yeah so one question i want to ask you before i let you go again thank you for taking the time what is like one is there a role that you've always wanted to play i know you said like they your your uncle had you play like a serious kind of role is there ever like a type of role that you've wanted to play that you haven't been able to yet
1: I've definitely played slightly crazy, but I think I
0: (laughs) But I want to play full-on crazy.
1: I yeah (laughs) It's so funny because I always played like the perky sweet funny girl and then the last um, Things that I did I was sort of the villain and I I was really enjoying that transition to, To villain. I think it would be fun to play a very broad villain. Like, we just wanted to see Sonic with uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know I know, you're going to think I should say um, it would be a serious role. But actually, I'd like to play a really broad, funny villain. That's what I'd like.
0: He was great in that movie. Like, he's another guy. Like, he can do anything he wants to do. Like, he could right now do an Ace Ventura 3 or 4 However, you want to look at the movies because there was like a kid one, but man, yeah. he can just like he was. Did you like the movie?
1: Absolutely, everything, everything that man yeah. does, I love. Yeah, absolutely. And Sonic was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. I have to plug that. You know, those are the writers of Dorm Days, by the way.
0: Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. That wrote that, or yeah. was one of them director, or just the writer? I don't know
1: if they want me to say that to anybody, but they they wrote both movies, Sonic and Dorm Days.
0: Hey, somebody, you got to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so cool. Actually,
1: my favorite, one of my favorite characters I played was Transylvania, which was Dorm Days 3, because I got to switch between two characters. I went between the, col- the college idiot and, and a 15th century sorceress. <laughs> and it, the movie was terrible. I mean, I think parts of it were really great, but the movie itself, it just kind of – it just went awry but um uh I really enjoyed that you know I mean that that was really hard too so yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) well Jennifer this has been awesome thank you so much for taking the time go back to playing cornhole (laughs) but no it's been so great talking to you like face to face so I grew up seeing you in so much stuff and you're so awesome
1: oh you're so sweet I really appreciate that yeah my life has turned to cornhole that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! No, it's it's awesome, and you know, stay safe. And they, thanks for sharing all these obscure, silly films. I mean, you know, I'm sure I'm sure they do some people some good. A lot of people oh, are definitely right now, and and you know, talking about politics too much, and so maybe they should just go watch Dorm Days. Yeah, go watch <laughs>
0: Dorm Days two and Dorm Days. And- <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer is so awesome, man! What a great chat. I feel. Especially when it's a face to face interview, is when you can, when I can personally make the person laugh, it makes me feel good. And we bonded over a weekend at Bernie's, to which Jamie and Gina, who was our guest for the episode, was not a fan of. But it was cool because I remember Dorm Days 2 has that weekend at Bernie's uh, homage when Patrick O'Shaughnessy has Mr. Sheffield from uh, the nanny. Does that very same bit and two of the college kids bring him around? Don't worry, we'll get into it next week. Jennifer, thank you so much for your listening to this. And guys, don't forget your homework. Get your pen and paper. I'm gonna tell your I'm gonna tell your parents if you don't do this homework. <laughs> Watch Storm Days 2. It's great. Vita Guerrera is in it, who was like the hottest model at the time then. I'm sure pretty still attractive. She's actually from Perth Amboy, New Jersey, or she grew up here. And don't forget to review rate. Share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at sequelsonly. And don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night.